The Hawks fell in a heap after a strong first quarter, a 22-point defeat at the hands of North Melbourne, the end result. And so, after a roller coaster season, the club might finally set their sights on an already promising 2020 campaign. There's plenty to unpack here on the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who organised some pretty sweet seats to see Mitch Lewis in full flight. G'day, Tiz. They were good, weren't they, for that first quarter? Fabulous seats. It all started pretty well, didn't it? It was the <laughs> dream start to see him take well, how many contested grabs. But anyway, he slotted two, and it looks like we were on. I was very confident early, up and about, and I knew North had to do something, but I didn't expect us to fall into an absolute mess in the second quarter. Looking at what we'd done for the rest of the season... I did have reason to be concerned. Well, we knew that our second quarters are our worst, but... Well, it's just not only... It doesn't even really matter when it happens. I just know once we get the ascendancy, we tend to, you know, fall to pieces for whatever reason. I don't know why that happens, but it's happened all season. We get on top and then we just... We let it slip. I don't know how Clarko could have been so stubborn. Very good. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about him. God, he was frustrating. But, I mean, no movement, no intervention from the box in so many things. Uh, just smacked of Clarko with, uh, what was his name all those years ago? He finally ended up at Frio after being at St Kilda. Zach Dawson, he just left people out to dry on Friday night, didn't he? Does it get to a point where, in the coach's box, they've had their good quarter, they know how we look when we're up and going, and then they're like, well, all right, boys, we'll coast from here. This is just practice for 2020. I mean, this is all just tinfoil hat thinking, isn't it? But I saw Sam Mitchell interviewed, mm-hmm. and he had similar misgivings about some of the matchups and how they couldn't contest in the centre after quarter time. Yeah. He said that was basically where the game was won and lost, and we saw True. Cunnington only got better as that game went on. Mm-hmm. I mean, Warple was absolutely trouncing over, went to him, but everyone else... Seemed to be up against it. They just went to water. I thought Higgins for them especially did very well. I think he had something like 29 touches, running at almost 95% yeah. efficiency. Just Extremely ran right. effective, and he kicked a lovely goal as well. Mm. I mean, he's been terrific for them since he crossed from the Bulldogs just before mm. their premiership year. <laughs> just sticking the boot in there. <laughs> very no, nice. I mean, he was interviewed today, and they said, uh, you know, do you have any regrets? And he said, no, I probably wouldn't be playing as well if I'd stayed at the Dogs. He feels that he's had a better yeah. career as a result. That's a real sliding doors moment, Tiz. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, who cares? At some point during that match, I had a great sense of who, who cares. You know, yeah, yeah. hand me that Angus beef pie. Who cares? <laughs> I sort of cared, I only didn't... because of the opposition. <laughs> Yeah, I and know. that tracks with you me. You can't stand them. I yeah, know. exactly. That was tough for me to take, to be honest. And the way they celebrated as well, like because it was their 150th <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> All right. Now, I know I booked the seats, <laughs> but I couldn't have done any better than having two pretty good-looking women in front of us. All right, mate. You couldn't go too hard at them okay. because they were, uh, you know, too good-looking to really berate, weren't they, Nick? And wow. she was giving it what to you. What is this? She was giving it to you, wasn't she? Verbally, we should just clarify, listeners, what exactly that means. Yeah, well, she was turning around and telling you about it, how good that goal was. and I mean, this is some pretty shoddy trolling on your part, <laughs> because you know as well as I do that it would start with me knocking the North players, specifically Ben Brown, yeah. and she'd turn around and go, 
yeah, I hate Ben Brown as well. <laughs> I'm like, well, actually, I don't really have said, anywhere to go with that. He looks like a shark, which was a weird thing to say because he um, looks nothing like us. I just agreed. And, uh, a real shaggy hope shark. Hope that she turned around again. <laughs> so really what you're saying is you want me at the footy every week. Yeah, that was, that was particularly entertaining. <laughs> I was providing a service, yeah. getting these attractive women Mind to you, turn around. And absolutely go, no colours on. We could not have known that she was barracking for North. That about sums it up. There's the shame right there that comes through. They only sing when they're winning North. <laughs> and she cheered loudest most of all when the siren went. Trying to get us to sing. That was a bit much. It's the worst song. It is the worst song in the AFL. Yeah, even the Suns is better. Because North Melbourne's song, it has no what I described as a yellow and black moment. Even Hawthorne's song has a moment. You know, we love our club and we play too. It's just, you know, it's rousing. It's got a lot of gusto behind it. It's just, it's, it's that unifying moment where all fans get together and they sing it powerfully. North Melbourne's just sort of comes and goes. There's no real fanfare. It's for recreation's sake, mate. They're, well, they're a little it, bit more it? laid back down at North. Oh, God. Anyway, fabulous. I'm the, taking it well. The, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the Hawk supporter in front of us yes. refused to turn around the entire night. <laughs> Are we embarrassing? Did not engage. Are we embarrassing? Is that, <laughs> is that how it goes at the footy? No. No. I'm not embarrassing. Well, something was different. <laughs> Doesn't usually happen to me. Anyway, better talk about the game. But before we get to that, some social media stuff. Now, on iTunes, you can rate and review us there. Some reviews from fellow Hawkers tiers. We've got Robbo 2.0, who wrote in, uh, left a review, I should say. Two pods a week on a win is gold. What do you guys reckon will happen first this year? A, Poppy gets a free kick, or B, Hawthorne kicks a ton. Shout out after the North game if either bears fruit. Did Poppy get a kick? I mean, I, probably get a free kick, sorry. Did he get a kick? Well, <laughs> geez, you've gone early. Oh, a little Freudian slip there. <laughs> um, he kicked a goal. Yeah, he kicked a goal. I don't I don't know if he got a free, but I mean, here's the thing, Robbo. I mean, you're nice enough to leave a review, so we're going to read it out. We thank you for that. We appreciate it. Yeah, it does, doesn't need strings attached for well, us to he, give I a shout I remember out. him getting taken high too, Poppy. He, yes. He doesn't seem to get paid anymore. Yeah, funny that. Uh, we heard from Hopdeb as well. They left a review that reads, A must listen for all Hawk supporters. Love this podcast. Gives me all the news. And I really like how even when we lose, the guys have some positive things to focus on. Definitely hope he gets to the stage of two podcasts a week because one is definitely not enough. Gee, it's a pretty resounding uh, response about the two pod thing. Yeah, we know what the people want. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, the way to get it to happen is just, just is continue. Is for Hawthorne to keep winning. That's right. <laughs> well, that helps, certainly. But no, no, uh, that, was the, that was the contention of Robbo. Oh, right. Yeah. Two pods a week on, on a, a win. win. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, don't bother so much. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we, I mean, we appreciate uh, Robbo and Hopdeb leaving those reviews there. And that's the way to get it done. The more that you guys support us, leave reviews, follow us on Twitter, which you can do, at HawkTalkPod aiming for 1,600 followers by the season's end, if you don't mind. You can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Share it around, share the love, get people on board, uh, because it's going to be a really exciting off-season for us, clearly, and 2020 is going to be huge as well. So, social media stuff out of the way. Let's turn our attention to the recap. North Melbourne, 12-14-86, defeated Hawthorne, 9-10-64, tis. What I did enjoy was our accuracy. Nine goals, ten. Yeah, not bad. I mean, does and accuracy 
Does, <laughs> does it really seem to matter if you're only scoring 64 points? I mean, it's a familiar story, isn't it? Look, uh, what what was in the age today? The, uh, the, the 85 is the new 100 today. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the kind of AFL we enjoy watching these days. We heard from one of our listeners, Stuart, at Hawk Talk Pod, watching Friday night's game was like eating a quail. Looked good at the start, but in the end was a lot of effort for not much reward. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific stuff from Stuart there. And uh, look, we've seen it so often this season, Tiz. Hawthorne can boot a few goals in quick succession, get that ascendancy, and when it all clicks into place, we look very dangerous. We're a force to be reckoned with. But the other thing we've seen is shocking inconsistency. You've to say downhill skiers. Uh, no, I wasn't necessarily going to go there, but if you would like to, no, I'm going to throw some people under I've, the bus. I've heard that that perhaps we are a bit downhill skiers. Uh, maybe, but I think it, I think if you're winning an out of the midfield, it's a hell of a lot easier going forward. Well, exactly right. But I think the counterpoint I'd make to that as well is we've beaten some decent sides that are meant to be challenging for the premiership, right? Well, I mean Geelong uh, making that win look less and less good as the yeah. weeks roll by. Well, and you're going to target Collingwood for that as well, yeah. I'm guessing. You're going to slur them like that. Although and, that, and what Frio about Frio? Win, that Frio win looks absolutely gold now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. they look good for the premiership. I told you, Nick. Oh, right. Yeah, we're back on this bandwagon. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. After I set fire to it numerous times throughout yeah. the season, it's back. Yeah. Someone wrote in and uh, said, uh, and Ross Lyon didn't even have the good grace to thank Hawthorne for showing us how to beat <laughs> Geelong. Gave him the blueprint. Where's our thanks? Jeez. Uh, we switch off just a hell of a lot of the time. Yeah, That's momentum's what we've seen this a big season. problem for our youth. And uh, can I just say that Mitch Lewis, mm. he's not fit enough to hold down that role. Not by himself, mate. That's the problem. He's too young. Well, he, he's supposed to be one component in a well-oiled machine, and it's just not happening. Well, that's why it. he fades in, fades out. That's right. There's no Mate, he's, he's the only one providing anything on a consistent basis, but he can't do it all. He can't be the sole focus. So what I'm going with that is mm. people questioning whether we need pattern. Mm. Absolute yes. I don't mind the idea of pattern, but I, I look at the, you know, Mitch Lewis's... You look at the pattern of his <laughs> knees? <laughs> yeah, well, there's that to consider. Very nicely done. Uh, I, lo- I look at Mitch Lewis's cohort, right? The, the guys around him. Bruce, Hanrahan, don't Gunston. mention him, he didn't get a touch, did no, he? No, Hanrahan did bugger all, but I mean, he's young. I mean, you know, started well after his debut, had a good couple of weeks, but, you know, yeah, stars starting yeah, to fade a bit. Yeah. That's all right. That happens. Give Pretty a, normal. Yeah, yep. give him a pass for that. But you've got Bruce, Gunston, Puopolo. I mean, what are these blokes doing in terms of adding score, which is what they're, they're there for? <laughs> I mean, they're in the forward line. Why is it being left up to Lewis? To, to That's why we end up at 64 points, because we've got a guy who kicks 3-2, and then we, we our were, scoring falls off a cliff. But we were absolutely robbed for space in that second half. There was no yeah. space in our forward line. Well, we I, I, I beg we, to differ on that point, because I found there was plenty of space when we'd just boot it into space and had Puopolo run to it. But we had uh, two on Lewis and one hanging off Puopolo. Yep. who would just come through for the spoil. All right, so you've mentioned one of the three names there. You've mentioned Puopolo. Where's Bruce? Where's Gunston? Where, where are the two well, all-Australian goal kickers from last year? We were robbing our forward line to try and bolster our midfield because we just couldn't get our hands on it. Well, that's true. So what happens is you put more men at the ball in the hope that you can run, run up the ground, but their pressure was too good. The North were 
were quite good on the night. But they got all their goals from turnovers. I mm. mean, we made it pretty easy for them in the end. This Hawthorne group heading forward has to learn to stop the bleeding. It's one of the single biggest lessons from this season, I reckon. And well, that'll they've got, come. They've got to learn to get deep inside 50s. You can't get shallow well, inside true. 50s and try to win games. Also, a plan B wouldn't go astray. I mean, Clarko's hailed as a genius. No, but I, I think what he was doing was just letting guys hang out to dry. We're not making finals. You need to learn well, how to win with this model. I'm yeah. not giving you a bailout today. Well, this is what I was alluding to. Maybe that did happen. You know, maybe, you know, we put our foot on the pedal early and we went, okay, this is what we're capable of. I think we just started well. I think North were not good early. Oh, they were putrid early. Yeah. They were terrible. And they turned it around to their credit. But There was a there was the eight, eight minutes to go in the last quarter mm. where it looked like North were fading. We could have had a couple of opportunities to really, you know, put the frighteners on them, mm. but it wasn't to be. And perhaps it's for the best. Uh, I, I certainly would have argued that a few weeks ago. <laughs> but I was kind of 50-50 on this game. I mean, a lot of it was, I hate North. I want to win. Uh, I guess there were plenty of fans out there that thought, maybe finals, mathematically. But no, I'd say that result pretty much snuffs it out. I don't even bother thinking about it now. I actually yeah, did. Yeah, I haven't checked. I actually did a ladder predicted just to see how low we could get. Oh, right. <laughs> see how low we could get. Well, I want to be in the Very bottom nice. six. If you're, gonna, yeah. if you're not going to make finals, you might as well be in the bottom six. There's totally no agree. benefit. Yeah, totally agree. Do not say that with a heavy heart at all. I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, I guess one positive, one massive positive from this game, this week's really pleasing BOG. Could it be anyone else? The answer is no. It's James Warple. Incredible game from him. We heard from Darcy at Hawk Talk Pod. Warple is shoe in for the really pleasing player of the game, TM. <laughs> We've got <laughs> our first trademark, <laughs> the really pleasing BOG here on the, uh, the HTP. Uh, 37 touches, 75.7% disposal efficiency, 11 clearances, tiers, five tackles, six inside 50s, and two goal assists. Now that became what I was watching on Friday was Warple just yep. seeing what he, what he was doing around the ball. And it was incredible. He was just beating guys at will. So we have one here. Mm. At pick 45, mm-hmm. we've picked up a gun. Absolutely. And if he hadn't played one extra game last year, Sam Walsh might have some competition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it's all part of Warple's story. Maybe that one extra game has been Saves super us beneficial. 100K, that's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got your head in the business game, eh? That's. <laughs> One more 100k to put on um, Cogs's contract. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Warple's influence was huge, particularly uh, early in the game. Got us into a great position where we could have gone on with things, notching up 11 disposals in the first term alone there. Not just that, but he doesn't stop. He, he keeps... never stopped all game. Yeah. So a lot of kids will think, oh, well, the results beyond us now. I'll just, you know. Yep. And it's the end of the season. We're not playing finals. I'll, I'll just, you know, they're not going to cut me. Well, this is the thing. Young players are not meant to be this good this late in the season. That's right. Like It's just not meant to happen because, I mean, they're new to they're it. They're meant to fade. Yeah, exactly. Meant to fade. We're looking at a guy who, I think weeks ago, we were kind of, we loved his effort, but we were bemoaning, eh, his disposal efficiency isn't so crash hot. Now yeah, he's... he'd look like he'd stalled famously. <laughs> That's all, according to BJ, <laughs> that is going to haunt him for years. Oh, the number of people Delicious. Just, just tagging him. Every single week now. <laughs> Poor Brendan Goddard. No, I can't believe that came out of my mouth. <laughs> Brendan Goddard, everything you deserve. Because Warple... I noticed you had a go at uh, the little bloke I couldn't 
watch talking footy. I didn't have for. a go at him. I just oh, thought it was terrific. amusing that Sam McClure. Every time there's a story where but someone you... has had lunch with someone else, he's where is he? He's he's got a menu in front of his face. He's got binoculars. <laughs> like what's happening? But you underestimated his ego because <laughs> you were knocking him, and he loved it. I did. I wasn't knocking him. I just thought it was amusing. Oh come on, I'll, mate! I would tell you if I was having a go. I wasn't. Listen, Azio doesn't have as many eyes <laughs> as that fella. I mean, it was so easy for me to do. Like all I had to do was go into Twitter and search Sam McClure lunch. <laughs> it's just a bunch of articles coming up where it's like this person's had lunch with this person. It's like why is it always you, Sam? <laughs> how how are you spending your time? Yeah. Did you notice they all weren't Hawthorne because we go to breakfast? Well, he was the one who also reported on Clarko's coffee with Gil, there if you, you remember. Yeah. Because of course he was. <laughs> Very strange behaviour from Sam McClure. <laughs> I had to tweet something. It was too good. Uh, no, Jimmy Warple. I mean, sensational. Because what we're looking at now, as the season starts to wind down, he's not winding down. In fact, he's complementing that in and under grunt work in his game with more polish in his disposal. I mean, we look as, as I said, we're looking at 75.7%. Um, I mean, he was sort of lagging down at the 50% for a while. He seems to really sharpen that up. Yeah, well, he's getting a lot of outside ball now. They've changed his role a little bit. He's uh, there for the acceleration out of the pack. And uh, what we what we also have to look forward to is perhaps a captain in the number five again. Oh, it's a big call. Mind you. Well, on-field leadership is a massive part of it. I saw a lot of people making that call very early. Like, say, like a year ago. I think we mentioned uh, captaincy potential when he was drafted. He's been a captain basically through a lot of his junior career, although co-captain at the Geelong Falcons. We heard from one of our listeners, Jacob, is Warple's ceiling as high as Tom Mitchell's? Without getting carried away, on Friday night, he genuinely looked capable of reaching Tom's level. I actually think he'll end up a hybrid between Tom and Sam Mitchell. In the past month, his kicking has improved out of sight. What do you reckon? Uh, I would have thought... Warple can be better than Tom. It's going to be quite something to see them operate in the same engine room. What I mean by that is Buckley will man up Warple. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The way the midfield is shaping for Hawthorne. It's looking like we've had so many good players mm. drift off, mm. right? that we've spent so much money on trying to be competitive in the midfield again <laughs> that we may have overcapitalized here. It's looking fearsome, isn't it? <laughs> we've look- just regenerated the, to the point of overdoing it. <laughs> I well, mean, Cousins can't get a look in. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's a luxury I mean, now. He's a bit slow, but that's the knock on him. And but, the defensive side of his game, well, I guess. Well, that's Miles, really. Well, but, that's true. But yep. Cousins, Cousins, we've used him as... I think we used him as a tag once or twice. Not very effectively, but no. he did all right. Probably take him over Howe at this point, but anyway. Yeah, well, Howe wasn't a tagger on Friday night. He was no, off the half-back right. flank. Yeah, that, that was my issue. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> look too good when the ball's going over the back of his head, does it? No, he does not. Uh, we heard from Tim as well on James Warple. Pros and cons of a second-year player likely winning our best and fairest. Uh, well, I think, what, did Hardwick get one game? He's into his third year now, so he nearly mm. won it last year. Yep. Yeah. It's been interesting where we've been kind of assessing it as we go, what's happening with the PCM. And I know Hendo is in the frame at one point. Seems Hendy, to have gone a bit quiet. Impy, Sicily. Yeah, Impy, but you've yeah. got to remember, ours isn't a three-two-one system or anything like that. No, it's done by no. all, the, all the line coaches. That's right. They give them a result out of 10, isn't it, mm-hmm. per uh, appearance. And every player scores votes. Depend- obviously, they have to play well, but they can all poll yep. in every game. 
so you get some incredibly high numbers. <laughs> but it's very useful in that way because you get to see how uh, the coaching panel rates the players. And as we yeah. know, Ryan Burton had some terrible numbers mm. the year before we traded him on. Uh, but uh, Hardwick had incredible scores That's right. for the jobs that he was doing, even though it would be unheralded by both <laughs> the Hawthorne going public and the media alike. So I'm not worried that Warple could possibly win it. I don't think he will. I'm not sure he will, but I'm not worried about it. I think <laughs> what an accolade. I think it speaks well of him if he does. I, I just I don't see the negative to it really. Uh, let's talk about the milestone man, Sean Burgoyne. It would have been nice to get a good result for him, but uh, wasn't to be. Silk is officially the longest-serving Indigenous player in the history of the game, Tiz. This is when we celebrate it. This is the celebration. Uh, he turned in a great performance as well. Played a key role as a link-up player in defence, cleverly distributing the ball. And, um, I mean, thank goodness he was there. <laughs> for most of the night, he offered some relief in those really panicky clutch moments. Where, geez, it could have got ugly, but luckily he just saved the day time and time again. He still had the silk on, didn't he? He did. He did. Uh, he didn't lower his colours. He was out there to make it a real, well, a milestone game for himself. It, it was a big occasion and he stepped up. He finished with 23 touches at 87% disposal efficiency, 7 marks, 7 rebound 50s, and recorded the second most tackles for Hawthorne with 6. Yeah, so he's the Mr. Fixit of Hawthorne and uh, mm-hmm. he put him in the Mr. Fixit role again on Friday night. Didn't quite work out. But mm-hmm. uh, he had some. He has some ability to. I'm not sure if the players must have confidence enough to run forward of the ball when he has it, knowing that it's in safe hands. But mm. he seems to be able to create much better than a lot of our players are able to at the moment. Slightly concerning, but uh, not really. I don't think that's an ability you can uh, educate into a player. That is an mm. innate thing that Burgoyne has. Well, I just mean it's concerning in the way that, you know, do we want our lineup stripped of that just yet, <laughs> if it's still that important? Well, the word is he's been offered a multi-year contract yes. by other clubs. Yeah, we heard from Enns on this one. At Hawk Talk Pod, Gary Lyon has reported that Burgers has a four-year deal on the table at the Suns. Four? Apparently four. No, That's Well, two, two in terms of a playing contract and then two for coaching, apparently, is the setup there. Uh, Enns asks, would you be happy with that? And do you think Hawks fans would accept another decorated Hawk lining up in another team if it means giving a younger player a go? So um, why do so many people retire to the north, Nick? Holiday destination. A lot of them talk about how cold it is down here, don't they? Mm, that's, what, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's not my holiday destination, it's, it's but about, I understand it's it. It's about the warmth. It's about mm. they don't feel the arthritis as much. Yeah. They recover quicker. It's, a, it's an easier lifestyle, you know. And that's why Hodge looks so good. Because <laughs> his body's warm yeah, all the time. He doesn't have to go through the rigours of training in the cold and they give him a week off every now and again. And Remember we never sent Cyril to Tassie or he wouldn't go. One of the two. <laughs> but that was a reason why, because the recovery time was so much worse for him after he'd been to Tassie. So what are you getting at? you think this is a legitimate possibility? If I'm Sean, I'm going. Hmm. And I'm getting another two to three years out of my body. And that's your head. What does your heart say? Well, Sean's already left one club. <laughs> it's true, yeah. So, you can't really begrudge him doing it again. Yeah. He came to us, has delivered the world, yeah. and then, I mean, no, good luck he, to him. If that's if what he, he wants to do. he can extend his contract, and I'm not sure what his uh, focus will be after footy, mm. but we can't begrudge him heading up to the uh, 
to the charity case that is Gold Coast. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing that is most obvious about Sean Burgoyne, looking at the surface of it, I mean, it's he's a, a money family tree. Man. If you shake it hard enough, you're going to get a whole lot of cash. Well, well, this is the point. He's a family man. He's got a he's got a big family to take care of. Oh, um, well, and, uh, everyone has, you know. Well, well, he has at least three kids, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, that's his choice. Yeah, but <laughs> well, that, that doesn't. How does that come into it? Well, I mean, it's his choice. Yeah. Well, doesn't matter that's how what he's big, Doesn't with. matter how big the family is. Yeah, it does. If you're looking at, well, how could I support this family? Yeah. And then you've suddenly got a four-year deal on the table as opposed to a one-year deal. That's coming into consideration, isn't it? Regardless of how big his family is, it would still come into consideration. I'm sure Shuey would consider going to Gold Coast. Okay. I'm going to put this as least patronizingly as I, I possibly can. I would say that the family you honestly would think- actually uh, probably stop him from going because they've got roots here. You might be right. You might be right. But this is what he has to consider. And it does matter if you have one child versus two versus three. <laughs> Don't say that it doesn't matter. It clearly does, you fool. You want you want me to acknowledge that as an argument that he should leave. How is it not? That's an argument to stay. It can it can work either way. I I agree. I'm just saying it's an argument. Okay. You're agreed. It's an argument. Great. That's all I was saying. That we are having. (laughs) Jeez. Hung up on the most minor and insignificant of points I was trying to make. Uh, Let's talk about something not controversial. Chad Wingard. How's Chad Wingard going on? Pretty good lately, I'd say. Uh, Yeah. Does he look... I'm not sure whether he's very happy about his role, but... um... What makes you say that? By the way, listeners, this is the return of Chad Chat. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. It's not glamorous enough, is it? Is it not? He seems to be isn't playing glamorously reason, enough. Isn't this part of the reason he left Port? Because they made him go through the midfield when they had all these other fellas that were good at contested possessions? I suspect he might have been told, yeah, this is not forever, it's just for now. Yeah. And uh, things will change up. You'll get a bit more diversity in your role next year. Yeah. But for now, this is what we need. And uh, personally, I think it's wonderful signs from Wingard lately. Each game since he's been back has had a sprinkling of that Chad magic. Uh, I, I'm plenty excited about it, personally. It's just his vision yeah. when he has the pill. He has the ability to take, well, more often than not, the correct option. Mm. It's a bit Burgoyne-like, but mm-hmm. without the time and space thing. 29 touches at 79.3% disposal efficiency, five clearances and five inside 50s. Where I mean- he just kicks to the tallest fella he can see. <laughs> I mean, he turned it on <laughs> against North last time, and I think he, uh, he performed pretty oh, well that this was, time as was well. Was that his first game I think or it second was, game yeah, of the G? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, he liked that one, and so did I. Yeah. Um, he had his celebrations already. <laughs> the swagger was there, yeah. ready to go. Let's have a look at the other players. Mitch Lewis, we've talked about him already. He bounced back in, the, in exactly the way I hoped he is. I said he would. He did. Three goals, two behinds, a commanding aerial display, finishing with four marks inside 50, and three strong contested grabs. And buggered at the 20-minute mark of the second quarter. Because a little too much has been asked of him, I suspect. <laughs> uh, he notched up four tackles and four one-percenters, which is good to see that competitive spirit is alive and well. Disposal efficiency probably needs a bit of work. 56.3% isn't that great. Uh, yeah, well, he's under a lot of pressure, Mitch, when the ball was coming down. Mm. He didn't have any space. Not that he, Not that he created it. He didn't run his man around at all. Mm. And I noticed Nash didn't do much running on his man either. Oh, yeah, we'll get to Nash. 
Don't you worry about that. Well, I mean, it was just frustrating from a pure spectacle point of view for, yeah. for Nash to be so uh, predictable to his opponent. He should, But he did do a good job. I thought he negated uh, Tarrant quite well until Shaw realised <laughs> that exactly he, was, what was he was wasting Tarrant on Nash. Yeah. yeah, saw Nash for the exact role he was playing, decoy. Well, it's not really decoy, but yes, they, they prevented him from... They've they've managed to stop him from getting over the back. It is decoy, mate. You are kidding yourself if it's anything more than that at this he point. Put, he put his arms up for a mark this week. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Let's do the 3 2 one, So uh, I know who's number three. Jeez. Give him the most votes I possibly can for that effort. <laughs> uh, we heard from Jacob at Hawk Talk Pod. Is Mitch Lewis the best mark we've had since Brian Lake or indeed Connor Nash? He has that same rare ability to mark he balls. He's not. <laughs> Jacob did not mention Connor. No, I put that in to troll you. Uh, he has absolutely no right to mark. Uh, Mitch Lewis... What, Connor? <laughs> Mitch Lewis, as a contested grab, is an absolute beast, isn't he? He's something special. One of the best I've seen for a long time. Certainly in the uh, the brown and gold. I think Brian Lake is probably the next best, I can remember. We haven't had a bloke that could mark above his head since probably... Uh, oh, Hale didn't even do it that often. I think Sicily gets a good go at it. Yeah, he can do it. Yeah. Um, so well, right. we love what we see from O'Brien, but he doesn't do it nearly as cons- or as his hands just don't seem to have that vice-like grip that yeah, Mitchell yeah. Lewis gets. Yeah. Um, of course, McAvoy's a different kettle of fish again. Yes, exactly right. Uh, a question from Sam uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. A question for the pod and the Twitter Hawks community. Anyone else really keen on the prospect of getting John Patton and Stephen Cornelio, but can't help worrying slightly about how it will affect the development of Mitch Lewis and the Warpedo? Uh, okay. Well, I think we know that uh, it would probably aid the development of Mitch Lewis as everybody gets an easier opponent because Patton would get the best one. Well, at least the, certainly the largest. The largest, yes. Because he's a physical specimen. Yeah, you don't want to leave that sort of yeah, no, big-bodied can, gorilla unchecked. He can wrestle for it. And yeah. I think there's a little bit more leeway in having a bloke that's not actually that quick mm. uh, now with the 666. Uh, the other thing I would say about Concerns over Warpedo's development. Mm. Uh, I think Sam Mitchell probably has that well in well in hand. Yeah. Um, and also Tim Kelly, uh, I think, would be the bloke I would point out here. Mm. Finally getting some attention. Yep. And not really turning up as much as he was. That's true. And I think uh, Warple's very close to that stage now. Mm. And with Tom Mitchell in and... Canelio coming back, or coming in, sorry. <laughs> Tom Mitchell coming back, Canelio coming. Yeah. Uh, as we've heard from that WA reporter. Peter Vlahos. Um, he will be without an opponent, really, on the outside. Mm. And what we have been lacking on the wings, we can probably use Warple there. And Warple looks damaging when he finds space as well. Yeah. That's what we've seen the last few weeks. Well, the thing we notice with uh, Clarko is he's looking for blokes with vision. Mm. And... 2020 vision. Well, yes. Or 2050 vision, <laughs> even. But what he's done is he's got Wingard there for that mercurial role, mm-hmm. and he's trying to use Brewston and uh, Warple in a similar role just to try and improve our inside 50s. Yep. And they know how important Bruce is. That's why if he goes missing, mm. we notice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he is incredibly integral to Hawthorne. And therefore shouldn't be on the trade table as so many people on Facebook are suggesting. Going to have something on the table. Who Do are you going to put up? Who for? Well, I don't know yet, but 
once we hit the off season, you've got to think of these things. Well, Cornelio comes. Patton's on his way. You're absolutely certain about Cornelio, aren't you? Yeah, done. Done and dusted. <laughs> mate, I give you the option of spending the next 10 years working with your best mate. Yep. What you going to do? Well, I mean, you say that, but we don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Just another one of those incredibly shallow points I'd I like I to don't make. Wanna, I don't want to get too close to Jager. We could get too matey. It could be too much fun. No. <laughs> well, he might be thinking, what was the other thing that we've heard? That, uh, well, I read that he's off to WA. Again. So then, well... What, what along with Tim Kelly? Well, what comes into play Where are they going to put there? all these guys? <laughs> well, yeah. What comes into play there? Is it, is it to do with money and... I don't know. We don't know what's going on for him. Nah, he's on his way. <laughs> so defiant. Yeah. It just couldn't possibly go anywhere else in, in your mind. Tick, tick, tick. Oh, jeez. Uh, Paul Poopolo. That's a bloke I really wanted to talk about heading into this pod. Pumping the ball long. Give and, him a rest, And my pinning goodness. all your hopes on this pint-sized poppy to win the pill is not the answer. And I'm so sick of Hawthorne But it was never it the is. answer. And it's never the bloody plan either. Do you not think it's the plan? Because no, I mean, it, the, the way we play makes it look like it's the plan. No, it's not the it plan. It happens with such stunning regularity that you're like, this must be it. Or the alternative is, this isn't the plan. And Clarko has got to do something about it quick smart to make sure it stops happening. And then it doesn't stop. Look, he's lost a yard. Okay. I this think is he's not on Poopolo. It definitely is. Oh, come on. Everyone is hanging it on him. That doesn't mean it's his fault. Doesn't it? Very occasionally this works, but you're asking him to do the impossible. He can't possibly play to this style. He's one of the smallest blokes on the ground, no matter who we're playing. He's always outnumbered. Well, he if, gets you're, a put ask, on his if head. you're demanding stuff he can't do physically, mm-hmm. yep. then what on earth is Clarko doing? That's my question. How? <laughs> I don't know why it keeps happening. Okay. It seems to be a thing that we revert to, this lazy game style, when we start, when we appear to be on the back foot. <clears throat> this is what happens. I think all the other forwards get sucked up to the contest, mm. and Poppy's the, the only one that maintains, has the, the temerity mm. to maintain the structure. Now, if that is indeed the case, that's something you can work with and deal with our forward line and go, look, guys, any, this is In any working. case, I think he deserves a rest. He's one of the hardest performing players in that team, right? Yeah. One of the hardest working players. Give him a rest. Let him come back next year. I want to see some youngsters. Yep. All right? I think we're, there's sort of a divide at this table. You think it's because he's lost a step. You want to list him. No, I'm, I'm saying the opposite. I, I think he deserves a little bit of lenience. I, I don't. Think, I don't think they're going to delist him. I don't think they are either. No. I think it'd be incredibly silly to play him all year and then delist him. <laughs> You've gained nothing by doing that. Um, but I, I think he deserves some lenience. I think it's up to fans to recognise that. Yeah, of course he looks terrible because you're asking way too much of him, and he's just one bloke in a forward line that's not functional. He's just one aspect of it, and he, and he's yeah. I just think the criticism is. It can be too harsh. I know he's getting into the twilight of his career, so sometimes you can say, oh, you know, he's lost some pace, but God, he tries and tries and tries, and I don't know. Anyway, I've, I've had enough of watching him. I know what he can do. We know what he's capable of. Let's see what the other blokes are capable of. Well, this is the thing. So we heard from Alex at Hawk Talk Pod. Hi, lads. With Poppy still not doing much, but always trying hard, and finals out of the equation, surely it is time to start playing Walker, Ross, CJ, etc. What are your thoughts? Walker got four. 
Yeah, four goals to, to back up his 5-2. Yeah. Do you want him to debut against GWS? He used to, I think he was in their academy. Um, I mean, I don't really care how he debuts from here. We've got three games left. All right. Can I'll I take any okay, of Okay, I'm going to chuck a conundrum at you. Mm-hmm. All right. The VFL, uh, you're up close to the highest goal kicker in the VFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clark comes to you and he says, you're going to debut this week. Yeah. And uh, you're thinking, oh, I only need, what am I, six off the, the goal kicking tally. Mm. But he wants me to play against GWS. And Jackson Ross is thinking to himself, nah, I'll debut, thanks. Yeah, clearly, (laughs) clearly he's thinking, yeah, I reckon the boyhood dream. I think I'll take the boyhood dream, thanks. Unless, in fact, he has dreamt all his life of being the VFL leading goal kicker. (laughs) I'm sure it would have some impact on the contract. Anyway, he has, uh, they have Werribee this week down at Avalon Airport Oval. Yes, and we're, so, we're sitting eighth as well. So the result is significant here for Box Hill. We'll talk about that game a little later. But uh, Walker, Ross, CJ, you, you've ruled out CJ. You think it's too early? Well, what I'm saying is Werribee's not probably going to kick that many against them. They're hmm. quite a good team. Uh, CJ, I don't think CJ had come in. Although Birchall's gone. Yes, that's right. Yep, hamstring injury, which uh, at the time of recording, we're not sure what's happening with that. But Well, that's odd. That they wouldn't be forthcoming with something to do with Virtual. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know why I'm hanging out for the Booper recovery <laughs> report. I don't know what I expect to read. I'm guessing nothing. How'd Scrimshaw it'll, go? It'll read Virtual two weeks. I'm like, ah, oh, feels like home. It's like putting on an old sweater. At least Scrimshaw played. <laughs> Scrimshaw did play. I'm not sure of his stats, actually. Do you have them there? Scrimshaw had 17 touches, 8 kicks, 4 marks, 9 handballs, 2 tackles. Not a bad little game. Yeah, okay. Sounds pretty good. So you expected to step back into the side. I mean, we're getting a bit headlong into the preview now of this week's game, but... Uh, Morrison had 21. Yep. There's more with only 10 touches. Mm, it's a mm. quiet, quiet yep. return for more after injury. Um, we can't escape talking about this particular guy, Tiz. I know you'd rather not, but uh, Connor Nash. Oh, right, yeah. What did you have to say about Connor? I want to hear what you have to say about Connor first. <laughs> Doesn't the plaintiff go second? <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, let's hear your appraisal of Connor Nash's game. So, uh, let's see. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be this difficult. I'm, I'm bringing up his stats. Oh, okay. Right. So I don't have to be completely based. I mean, I, I, I have his stats, listeners. I have them in front of me. But I'm going to let Tiz bring them up for himself. And I'm watching his face now. I'm just reading his movements. So six touches, eighty-three percent mm-hmm. disposal efficiency, one contested, mm-hmm. uh, two turnovers. Yep. Sorry, two turnovers. Yeah. Of the six disposals that he had. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll put a line through two of those. One and mark. He really had four disposals and two scoring involvements. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what scores were they? Were behinds maybe or not goal assists? I noticed, but uh, no. Well, they're, they're only term score involvements, so okay. they would be. Behinds. <laughs> All right, go but on. But having said that, oh jeez, and and moving right along to the tall poppy syndrome, if I may put it that way, <laughs> we have uh, before he, he had his highest pressure axe to date. Oh, I'm sick of it. I'm so <laughs> sick of pressure axe <laughs> because it just means you're chasing. You got to get the ball at some point. No, my solution. When is, does he actually get the ball? No, my solution is uh, drop poppy and keep tall poppy. I. I'd get rid of both at this stage. 
You can't get rid of both. What, out of the same team? Yeah. Why not? We don't have the Three depth. games left. We don't we don't want to play finals. We're not going to anyway. Well, I tell you what, you might get your you might get your ultimate dream yeah, of having that? Brand play forward. <laughs> As he did in the VFL. Yeah. Well he kicked two. You love Brand. Brand's okay. Yeah, well I don't know if he's You're a fan. I hoped he was the answer going forward. Uh, but well, I'm not I'm not sure now. That's uh, that could be misinterpreted. <laughs> well I say Heading He's, into the future, yes. I hope to. Not going forward, <laughs> yeah. No, that was one out of the box for Max Bailey. Going back to his junior days, putting Brand forward. I mean, it did work out to some what extent. What happened? Didn't he have Kajitsky in the side? Or? I don't know, actually. But, uh, I hey, just slow down. Connor Nash. I did that beautifully. I know you did. I saw it. I've caught you. Damn. Now, Connor Nash finished with five tackles at least. Come but on. But the impact's just not there, mate. It's just not... I mean... You can't play a forward line with about two or three too many passengers. You can't. Uh, when it, he played better than Bruce. But this is what I'm saying. Like, eventually, you have to make a call on someone. And Bruce, Gunston, Popolo, they've at least got credits in the bank. Nash just, he just does nothing. Oh he my does nothing. Wow. He chases. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to grapple with, I'll grant you. But the experiment is still experimental phase. I agree, but for the love of God, you've got three games left in the season. Why would you dump him? Because you can. Maximise your use of this time. Play someone else. But why? There's no point. What do you mean there's no point? You could try anyone else. Anyone! Nah, just leave him in. Just leave him in and let him work it out. Can we put him somewhere else? Not Ruck. (laughs) On the wing or something. Just yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him on the wing. Every time I've seen him on the wing... I mean, they've thrown him down back before. Yeah, be, yeah, be less inclined for that. But every, every time I've seen him on the wing, I've liked the way he's Not played. Not deep back, sort yeah. of half-back no, line. No, I get you. Yeah, just throw another body behind the ball. We heard from uh, Chris at Hawk Talk Pod, how much longer do we persist with the Irish experiment, oh, Connor Nash? Struggles to get into the game. His kicking style needs plenty more work and lacks the confidence to demand the pill. He did have a shot at goal, didn't he, that was woeful? Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, look, I see the potential in Connor. So do I. And I'm not prepared to sell my shares yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Because right. when I sell my shares, that's when I register the loss. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of upside here. I agree, but for now, I've seen enough. Show me the Irishman that had immediate impact, especially the tall ones. Not the highly skilled, built low to the ground ones. I mean, that's incredibly specific criteria. It is. To make your point. Show me a bloke under 22 Mm. that's doing, you know, better than Connor Nash that went at a similar spot in a draft. Where did he go at the draft, by the way? I was an upgraded rookie, so I made it particularly (laughs) difficult. (laughs) But uh, do you you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I still, you're making a a case, but I'm never going to buy into it. Ah, it'll be great. Maybe someday, not this year. Mate, just get on board the Nash train. <laughs> just take, I don't know, books, book in some yoga classes, okay? <laughs> just learn to be at one with the Nash experiment oh, no. because it is going to pay off. <laughs> it will. He's got the number 11 for a reason. Just left enough silence there so I can cut that up and play it back later. When it doesn't work. 
No, no. I, look, it it might well work, but I'm just saying for now, I just, it's, it's a waste of time not trying someone else. It's not like he's some lairising bloke who's creating problems off field. He's very mm. much a nice pillar to the Hawthorne club. No and one's doubting that. No. Well, that, that's why he stays. If he wasn't a bloke that... And you've got to remember, I, I can't wait for the Crimson's night. I'm going to be able to see exactly what the line coaches thought of his efforts. I look forward to that too. Now that you bring it up, I look forward to it. Four touches for the game. Six. Four. Two of them were clangers. Putting a line through them. They didn't count. Waste of time. (laughs) Anyway. I'd have clangers too if I were kicking into that forward line. That's a fair point. Dan Howe. uh, (laughs) Just to uh, take the conversation to another level. Of angst. Uh, I hated this hot and cold game from How Tis. It really had me tearing my hair out. Seven clangers. What was the hot part? I thought he did some good things. It wasn't completely irreparably terrible, his game. Uh, But he did make me nervous every time he went near the footy. I thought it was interesting that he wasn't necessarily given that shutdown role that he usually has, because we could have used it at some point. So they've said to him, listen... You're probably in our best 22, but if you're not shutting down someone, we need you to be able to do something else. Yep. Now, distribution off the half-back line, obviously something's not going to be able to do. Yeah, yuck. It was terrible. Okay. Also, one-on-ones, he's pretty good. Mm. Not terrible, but he tends to watch the man more than the ball. Yep. Can get exposed. Yep. Um, but that'll come with... I mean, we used to play Suckling, who had... Almost no ability one-on-one off the half-back line. <laughs> yeah. But he had fantastic distribution. Yeah. Yeah. And we let him go because uh, he was a liability at some stages because mm. we wouldn't pay him the money. <laughs> but um, so this is experimenting on the fly again. And he's going to keep doing this. I don't want you to get frustrated now because Friday night, GWS, mm. if we're in the pub, right, You're not having you ranting and raving again. I I have plans, so. (laughs) (laughs) I actually do. But wasn't being me. You booked a movie, haven't you? (laughs) For the Melbourne International Film Festival. Yeah. No, no. no, I've been there all weekend. I have, yeah. It's been pretty tiring. See anything good? Uh, Plenty, actually. Any recommendations for the listeners? Yeah, uh, Vivarium, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots, I believe is her name. That's a great name. Yeah. Wouldn't you change that, though? I don't know. I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. Also starring Jesse Eisenberg, The Art of Self-Defense was a very good film. I don't know what to tell you. I went on a Jesse Eisenberg double on Sunday, so it's just the way it worked out. Didn't intend it, but there you go. If you think he can't act, he always plays the same guy every film he's in, see those two films. They're great. And now, back to the psychological horror. Dan Howe. No, we're done with that. <laughs> we're done with Dan Howe. No, but I was going to the VFL. Oh, so we got some, we got, all day. Yeah, well, we've got some questions to get to. Just just hold on, hold off on that for just one sec. Hawk Girl asks, does Sicily get umpired differently because of his past indiscretions? Yes, we move on. We heard from Ali. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah uh, he does. Hawk Girl continues, it seems that he frequently gets penalised for acts that are more often than not let go by umpires. Ever since he dressed up as Dermy. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the correlation. And I'm running with it. It just follows him around, doesn't it? Uh, we heard from Ali. Do we have an issue with fitness? Well, I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do. That's why I'm criticising the players and not playing the game. Now, our, uh, our key key forwards aren't fit enough to run out the game. That's mm. perfectly obvious because yep. they have uh, early impact and none late. Yep. Um, what else? 
a few blokes that are still working up their fitness. I think Wingard's one of them. That's why they're playing him through the midfield. Scully. Well, Scully was running at the end of the game, but uh, I don't think he has the power in his legs uh, to be able to kick as long as certainly seems like it. Yeah. Mm. We heard from Justin as well. Uh, we need outside run in the worst way. We don't move it quickly, and that's why the forward line has been horrendous this year. Ball movement is too slow, and teams flood back. We don't take the game on. We never play on from marks. Now, Tiz, I've found that when we do, that's when we look good. But I think that's somewhat on Hawthorne and somewhat on the opposition that we play to allow it. I don't want to underline this anymore, <laughs> yeah. but Clarko's just testing. Yeah. He wants those one-on-ones. He wants those contested... Uh, possessions. He wants contested marks. He doesn't want over-the-back goals and beating Geelong easily. Mm. Okay? He wants to see these boys under pressure. He wants to see them at the end of their fitness ability Mm. and their inability to make the correct choice when they're fatigued. So really, I I guess maybe the wind's distracted from this, but we've, we've never left the experimental phase, is what you're saying. All right, let's get to the VFL now. Let's get Hooray. to the VFL. Kangaroos blazed past Box Hill. A pretty heartbreaking loss out at Arden Street Oval on Saturday. The Kangaroos got a six-goal-to-nil final term. That was all the difference. There uh, were some highlights, though, to offset the disappointment. We've mentioned Matt well, Walker. Hang on, hang on. Six-goal-to-nil is actually a little flattering because it was six goals to... Hmm. To no goals, five. Yes, that's right. And we lost by two points. Yep. Pitnet, we had a rush behind, and Caden Brand had a behind. They were the three last scores yes. of that match. Yeah. We had our chances. Had a chance to pinch it back. To Probably pinch shouldn't it back, be in that position. But we also had the chance to kill it. Yeah. The whole contest. A four goal blitz from uh, young gun Matt Walker. I, I blame Whitecross. You blame Whitecross, yeah. Yeah, he had info. Yeah. Gave it to North. Uh, we're also buoyed by the returns of Jack Scrimshaw and Dylan Moore, who have mentioned, who got through injury-free. Uh, the surprise move as well, Jared Ruffhead shifting into defence. Caden Brand made an impact up forward with two goals and, as we said, could have stolen the game. That doesn't uh, all go well for uh, Ruffy getting a farewell game. You don't think so? No. What, are you going to play him in defence in the AFL? No. I'm... Yeah, exactly. So what are they putting into the defence for? Mate. He obviously he... can't okay. get a touch. All right. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you how it's going to go down. I don't Ruffy's care. Ruffy's going to get in a car on Grand Final Day and wave, <laughs> just like Cyril did. I don't care really about the selection this week. Well, okay, no, I'm lying. I, I want to see CWS. some guys. Yeah, I want to see some guys omitted and some people get a chance. That's my hope. But looking ahead to the Suns game, which is the one that everyone has pegged as Ruffy's farewell game, should he such disrespect to the Suns? Yeah, go on. Should he elect that? That is his last hurrah. Maybe he doesn't want a game. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. don't know what he's thinking about it. But if it is the case that that's his last hurrah, you know who's making way? Connor Nash. Oh, I thought you were going to say Poppy. <laughs> no, I, I think Poppy will probably still be playing by that point. <laughs> He'll play all 23 games this year, Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't think it says anything that he played defence at Box Hill. I, I just think that's them trying something. And, uh, well, you've got to say it paid off to some extent, didn't it? Well, nearly won in the game. Yeah. So 16 touches, 10 kicks, 5 marks, 6 handballs, 2 tackles to Ruffy. Mm. Didn't play any time in the ruck. James Cousins was productive, 24 touches, 5 tackles. Uh, yep, 
but uh, what should stand out to you is uh, Taya Miles with two goals, one. Mm-hmm. On the score sheet again. Does it matter? No. Why? Because it hasn't mattered all season, Tiz. Falls on deaf ears? Yep. Okay. If he's in brown and gold next year, I'd be very surprised. Ross got one goal, one. And, of course, we had Matt Walker get four goals, one, and 15 touches. So he is the bloke that I expect yeah. to get elevated. I hope so. He's in the fray. Two goals, two from Caden. Not it's a new. bad effort, is it? Well, we haven't seen him do that in the, the seniors. He's never played forward in the seniors, has he? No, I've never seen him forward. No. I think we'd remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I well, noticed Mirror was pushed forward the other week as well. Yeah, that's that's happened with a bit more frequency. Uh, uh, Harry Morrison, 21 touches, 15 kicks, six handballs, three marks, four tackles. We are expecting him to get another game before the end of the season. He's had a oh, rough maybe. year. Yeah, he has had a rough year. I, I'd be trying other people ahead of Morrison, but yeah, whatever. A bit frustrating for him, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. As, as much as it's frustrating for fans, you got to feel for the guy himself. I mean, it can't have been a pleasant season for him. All right, so uh, we've seen Brand play against GWS before, haven't we? So do you mm. think he's a call-up? I just don't know. I don't. We heard from Judy at Hawk Talk Pod. Will there be some big changes to the team this week, such as Ruffhead, Scrimshaw, Morrison, Segler, etc.? Oh, is that a line through Segler? Did you do that? <laughs> I was about to say exactly that. Uh, I would put a line through Segler, yeah. Um, Morrison, like I said, not sure of. Ruffhead, I wouldn't be bringing in this week. Scrimshaw is the only lock out of those names for me uh, as Birchall goes out of the side through injury. Um, anyone else from there, I would just j- just have a go. Just try something, some combination of different players. Uh, start just bring in Walker, please. Yeah, He's a wh- mercurial why talent. Why not? You've got three, three games to go. Try Let something. Let us wear our 33 jumpers. It'll be great. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, things to look forward to this week, with all that in mind. Flexing our muscles against an apparent premiership contender. Seeing what we can do. That'll be good Already to watch. Already beat them once. Yep. Jeez, they look bad. Nearly sacked the coach. Yeah. It'd be interesting to um, see if we can do that again. Yeah. Be entertaining. Okay. Well, I think they've only lost two in Canberra's... Oh, in no, the no, last no, 14 you or something? His. No, I, I don't want us to win. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but God, don't win. <laughs> Make it entertaining. What is this cast? <laughs> what has it become? Yeah. It's the uh, 2020 Vision cast. <laughs> Sounded like the Melbourne Demons cast. <laughs> Although they're no chance of winning again. God, they're bad. They don't want to. They've arrived at the same place, and they arrived at it weeks ago. Weeks, months, years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cultural thing down <laughs> in Melbourne. Uh, no, I mean, th- there's no sense in us winning. It'd be, it'd be fun, I guess. It'd be, it'd be entertaining to knock off the Giants, but in the long run, we don't want to be doing that. Their numbers are still very good, the Giants. Yeah. I do love that Geelong are, are fading so badly. Isn't it so good that they're still top of the ladder, but this week already so many people have come for them? Well, they're equal top with uh, West Coast now. Uh, I think they're one game clear. No, I don't think they are. Are they equal top? I think they? they're equal top. Didn't I say that we'd be responsible in part for them travelling to Perth in the finals? <laughs> well, they may not even have to have to um, go to Perth. It could be, yeah, true. They could be heading to... Uh, Sydney. Yeah. 
yeah, so both Gel- oh, all three of Geelong, West Coast, and the Brisbane Lions mm. are on 56 points. Oh, wow. There you go. And uh, Geelong play Brisbane. No, sorry. Richmond play Brisbane. Oh, Richmond play Brisbane. Right. Ooh, that would also be a good game, actually. So Brisbane have a little bit of a tough run home. Mm. Gold Coast, Geelong, Richmond. They'll be better for it. Are we uh, Are we getting behind Hodgie? You asked that last week. Well, now it's become more pertinent because <laughs> they actually do look that good. Yeah, I don't mind it. Zorko going down won't help, though. No, I don't mind it. Um, if I think they are a chance. I'm tempted to put a dollar on them, mate. Fifth cup? <laughs> Fifth cup for Hodgie. Yeah. Oh, good luck to him. Why not? Why not? Bloody heat. I tell you, got another two years out of him. Yeah. I'm, I tell you what, when it gets to the stage, I'm retiring north. I wish the AFL would retire north. Beautiful. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm still smarting after that loss, as you can hear, <laughs> listeners. Just a little bit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, you were ranting and raving on Friday night, but now I guess you have a prepared rant, and it's not ad-lib. <laughs> yeah. What have you got for the Lamborghini? GWS, I've been wanting to rub it in and finally the opportunity's arrived. Cast your minds back to round eight of the MCG, that 33-point Mother's Day mauling at the hands of the mighty Hawks. Well, didn't the media just mother you through that embarrassment, all that chatter about attendance figures, and then we were admonished for being a boring side? I'd rather be a boring team than lose to one. Now, I know you'll throw up the age-old excuse that your players simply lack the experience when it comes to playing the G, playing it as it ought to be played, well, we're happy to help out with that, GWS. I imagine Patton, Cogs and Whitfield will know it well by the time their glittering career in the brown and gold comes to a close. fee fi fo fum I smells and scullyest. Deals to be done. May the exodus long continue, GWS, as your stars depart a failed AFL experiment for a branch that's actually earned the hype, the Mighty Hawks. And what's more, we'll prove it this Friday night. It was 12th versus 5th then, it's 12th versus 5th now. And to all the doubters that don't give us a chance against the Giants, I say this. Yes, we Canberra. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's going to be a thing, isn't it? I'm going to hear that again. Yes, we In Canberra. another environment. <laughs> Probably the Australian political scene. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just going to crack up. I reckon I pinched that from the chaser. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, I might have. Damn. Not knowingly, but when I actually stopped to think about it just then, I was like, don't think that's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let's hope we show uh, Cogs and uh, Whitfield and and Patton um, just how much they're needed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else that you want to go through? How much are we taking from the Giants in the off-season? Well, I mean, um, Ash Brown's the one that said Whitfield at the end of next year. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So uh, we've got big long-term plans. What yeah. we want to do with GWS? Yeah, if they're still going. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I say hand them a premiership and let them all come. <laughs> we've actually got to get Ash Brown on. We'll have him on again soon. Oh, the postmortem. Yeah. Oh, we don't have to call it that. That's what we called it on the when we interviewed him. Is that right? Yeah. It feels like so long ago. What's happened? <laughs> um, uh, let's get to some quick-fire questions, then the multis. I know Funny you want to do that. Funny that it's 12th versus 5th again, though, yeah. isn't it? Well, I double-checked that. I was curious. Yeah. I was like, well, where are we sitting now? No, it's the exact same positions, apparently. Uh, now, some quick-fire questions from the listeners. This first, first one from Liam. More of a statement than a question. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting pretty over our bandwagon supporters calling for players' heads and Clarko to be sacked. It's stupid. It hasn't been our year, so get over it. 
Mm, there has been a great wailing and a gnashing of teeth, hasn't there, Nick? <laughs> Don't try and outdo me for wordplay. You're not going to win. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I can have my attempts. After all, Nash gets a game. Too many attempts there. <laughs> That's his problem. Look, it doesn't... <laughs> Baited it, perfectly. It does annoy me, though. These people whose names I never recognise who only have negative things to say about both the club, Clarko, yeah. our future, the list... Uh, everything. If you're going to be there during the happy times, you've got to be there during the bad times. That's right. And I like to think that our podcast here, it's uh, it's pretty level-headed. No, we're pretty good at celebrating the bad times, I've got to say. Because <laughs> basically, we came in at the crest of the wave, didn't That's we? That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's when our podcast started, it was when we were coming down on that high. <laughs> We knew it was all down from there, to be honest. And, uh, and that's why you should love us, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah. We have from uh, Phineas. And I've been through the 90s and all the heartache and yeah. false dawns that that had. You know, you get, you get this is nothing. This is, this is just, I was I'm there. weathered. I this was is... there, the start of 2013. Are we ever going to get back? We can climb that mountain again. <laughs> oh, 2012. Ugh. All right, come on, bring the mood down now. All right, Phineas. We're, yeah, Phineas says, will or should Ruffy get a farewell game against the Gold Coast Suns? Yes, definitively yes. Yeah, yes, he should, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to give him a game. Former captain of the club, devoted everything that he had to the, uh, to the cause. He's come back from terrible injuries. Do you think it's going to happen? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I absolutely I, do. And uh, I, I said, I said, so. I said earlier that uh, Ruffy may not want to play, but of course that's untrue. He wouldn't be playing in the VFL if he didn't want a final season uh, ending game for um, for Hawthorne. Judy at Hawk Talk Pod. Will there be another rising star nomination? Yes, Matt Walker this week. <laughs> oh, I would love that. That'd and he's incredible. the kind of kid that could. Yeah, like, he yeah. is a mercurial fella. It's not just the goals either. We didn't actually mention his contested marking. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's f- part of it He too. flew for a couple. He takes them from nowhere. Uh, um, it's a little bit of Wingard about him, i got to say. That's true. That's true. It's not so much Cyril with the 33 on his back. It sort of brings him to mind, but there's a lot of Wingard in Matt Walker. We heard from Alex. Do you think Tom Mitchell, Coggs and Patton will change all our matchups or will be on song in 2020? Uh, we need something in the back line. That's true. Yep. Um, we're very prone to Frawley going down. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing really behind him. And like I was going to say, yeah, I am a fan of Brand, but I'm starting to think he's not really the answer to cover for Frawley. I think, anything, if anything, Frawley has shown recently just how damn good he is. And I don't think there's much below him. Um, were you there for that. He's had a good month, okay? Uh, all right. You were the one yelling out, oh, here it comes, Brown's fifth. Yeah, and he kicked five, didn't he? I think he kicked four goals too, didn't he? Oh, did he? But uh, you could see it coming. Like, a lot of the crowd could. A mile off. Brown just waiting for the ball to come down. He can't, He kicked four three. Well, I saw Brown coming a mile off because that's how far his run-up is. Oh, isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that the most annoying thing? It really is. I don't know why it gets under my skin. And why on earth? It, it's such a blatant flouting in the rules that well, as long as true. you go back far enough and you start <laughs> your run-up, that's when... When you start your run-up is when the timer ends. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. That's it. Yeah. What a whole lot of crap. Dear, oh dear. Uh, Nicholas... They never see the grey, do they, AFL? 
Nicholas Vines uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. If we do get Patton, how confident are you of him staying injury free? I'm on the fence with him coming to the club, but as we've shown with Jager and Scully, I'm sure we can get him on the field at some point. Oh yeah, he'll. Um, we wouldn't be tagging him if he was done. He's meant to be slimmed down quite a bit, actually. That's well, you'd I've have read. to after the knee recos. Yeah, yeah. PJ. I, I I heard that he was uh, over in the US or something, working very very up. hard on his uh, on his fitness for next season. I know he's working on his fitness. Be terribly yeah. frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's it's going to be hungry. Very early pick. Going to be hungry for success. Now, this last one is from PJ uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. One smoky player you'd love to get to the club next year. Obviously, Padden sounds done. Canelio or maybe. Well, not according to Tiz. Uh, but who's a smoky that you boys would love to have come to Waverley Park in 2020? Now, Tiz, do you have one in mind? Uh, I'll let you go with yours first. Well, I was going to say Alex Keith. Oh, yeah. From the Adelaide Crows. That's come up before on this podcast. He'd get a, get a fair bit of money if he came to Hawthorne. Yep. Hmm. I mean, they've got um, they've got some options there in the back line, I suppose. Mm. He's been overlooked before. He could he could be coming. Oh, I've got a long list. <laughs> okay, let's get through them. As we know, Hugh Greenwood is uh, on the radar. Mm. He's not going to stay in Adelaide. He's off. That's looking more and more likely as the weeks go on. Now, yes. if you add him and Cogs to that midfield. When he rests forward and he can take lovely marks. He's yeah. not a very good kick, but, you know, we can improve that. Famously, Warple was a terrible kick. That's why he got drafted so late. Uh, that could look good. Yeah, it's looking a little overstocked. I can, I can it's see. looking as overstocked as a Persian rug warehouse, Tiz. That midfield, if we get Greenwood and Cogs, is ridiculous. Well, we won't need a defence. I might be, <laughs> yeah, I might be right. able to get it out of the midfield. <laughs> that's right, yeah. We'll just dominate from the centre. Yeah. Hello, 666. <laughs> Um, Brendan Cox yep. at uh, Frio, mm-hmm. often overlooked, and certainly they've got way too many uh, tall men at Frio, and there's, although it seems fairly certain that Ross Line is staying now, if I were Brendan Cox, I'd be getting out of there as quickly <laughs> as I could. Uh, Harley Bennell, who did what Cox should do, yeah. and got out of his contract as soon as he could. Yep, you're um, quite keen on Harley Bennell. You think we can do something with him? Yeah, down at the Kennedy Clinic. Who couldn't? <laughs> the Kennedy Clinic, of course. Come on, he's got a great name. Yep. Harley. You got anyone else on your list there? or uh, Lewis Taylor. Okay. I never want to see him at Hawthorne. Uh, <laughs> Jack Martin. He's on a different list. Gold Coast. <laughs> Jack Martin, yeah. yeah. He's going to Essendon. Is, is that right? Apparently. That okay. is the scuttlebutt. And lastly, uh, one Brad Hill. Oh, well, of course. Can we get him back? Um, I hope so. I hope it's. A, I hope at least that we're in the frame that we're being considered. Stratton was awfully keen. Yeah, he seemed like it, but I don't know how much to read into that. I think it's just Stratton being Stratton, just being a friendly, jovial bloke. Right. Do you, I mean, do you read anything into it? What? Just sort of making it harder for Brad Hill to have an easy life. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, I didn't expect that answer. Well, I mean. What's he doing? Just chucking that fox amongst the pigeons for him? Well, I'm, I'm going to say I don't think there was much intention behind it. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. all. He's just, just saying he, he misses him. Yeah. And they've overblown it. <laughs> uh, on a slightly more somber note, mm. Birchall, yes. having done a hammy, will not play again this year. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is that goal the final moment we remember of Birchall? Oh, 
that was a dagger through the heart, you saying it like that. Oh, it was a wonderful goal. It and, was. And we celebrated it triumphantly. Yep. And the players were all around him. It was a wonderful moment. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then next we know, on the on the pine, yeah. obvious hammy. I don't want it to be over, but I'll understand if it is. I honestly think he stays for another year. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know which way they're going to go with it. Um PCLs seem to come with uh, hamstring injuries mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, close behind. So uh, he needs a preseason. He hasn't had one. Um, if they were to go down that track and give him one year contract, yep, I wouldn't be so against it. I'd be fine with the one year. Yeah, <clears throat> but I do feel it means some other overager comes off the list as a result. Is this where we finally get to the mention of Sean Markers? Oh, no, he's gone. He's done. <laughs> he's done. Okay. Well, who else are you thinking? Oh, I'm not sure, but I don't think you can have a Birchall who's still under an injury cloud and hasn't played out the year mm. and have another bloke over 30 as well. So something's got to give. Interesting times ahead. Interesting times for the Hawthorne Football Club. Interesting times for Mason's multi. Time is running out for this season, Tiz. Giants-Hawthorne, the Friday night special. Here we go. Well, I'm tipping the Giants. Good. You going to give me a margin this week? We're going to make it a little bit harder. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to say between one and thirty-nine. Really? Yep. You don't think we'll put in a whole lot of kids and let them run over us? We have not been blown away this year, and I don't think it's going to happen. Melbourne, Collingwood. Uh, Collingwood. Port Adelaide in ninth versus Sydney. Uh, Port Adelaide. Brisbane versus Gold Coast. Uh, Brisbane. Uh, Essendon versus the Western Bulldogs. Now this will be the one that makes or breaks you. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, it'd be so good for Essendon to lose. They're in seventh. Bulldogs are tenth. Yeah. So Bulldogs really need it because they're they're still making their case, aren't they? Yeah. I'm going to go Essendon. I know. You can't do that. Why? <laughs> hey, mate, I don't want it any more than anyone else. All right, okay. Uh, Cats down at Geelong versus North. Cats. Cats aren't travelling well. No, I know. We played north into form. The cats aren't travelling at all. They're playing at home. Mm. St. <laughs> Kilda Frio. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, St. Kilda. No. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't want to win. Come on. All right. Richmond. I want them to win, but they don't want to. Uh, Richmond Carlton. Uh, Richmond. And West Coast Eagles versus Adelaide. Adelaide 8th. And, and that's, it's a, in that's it, yeah, Optus Stadium, West Coast. So, a lot of those I'm actually pretty confident about. St Kilda's a risk, I acknowledge that. Essendon's a risk. Um, margins will be interesting to try and push the estimated total up. So, I went quite... <laughs> After con- you nearly got... Ni- was it 90 or 60 bucks? It was 90 bucks. Yeah. So, that, that week I went really restrained and I kind of hoped I wouldn't win. Because it was such a piss poor payout. Oh, you did. You you got what you wished for. Yeah, that's right. Uh, of course, even that would pay out the last two seasons. That's right. Yeah, mm. but still, I turn my nose up at it. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that'll do us for the Hawk Talk podcast. If you, you want to follow the uh, the Masons multi and how that's going, as Tiz did in real time, which is the only reason he invited me to the footy on do Friday. You know what I I would actually like to do. Mm. I would actually like to take a coin out of my pocket now and and see if it outperforms you heads is home and tails is away so it's nick v the coin nick v coin 
Nick V, the actual dollar you're putting on. Nick V, luck. Well. Well, it is luck. You don't know which way it's going to land. Yeah, well, I mean, you're already against luck. That's I what I that's mean. that's quite obvious. That's what I mean. So and, let's and not do it because I'll lose. Against, you're against luck squared. <laughs> yeah, great. That sounds, sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow along with Mason's Multi, there is the hashtag Mason's Multi. I'm uh, going to do it anyway. So, <laughs> like to tweet about it a lot. Uh, at Hook Talk Pod. It's where you can find us on Twitter there. Aiming for 1,600 followers by season's end. Find us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, leave a review. As Tiz gets his coin, he's actually going to do it. It was Hawthorne the first leg. By the way. <laughs> okay, he's already started flipping listeners. <laughs> this is great radio, isn't it? <laughs> listeners obviously can't see this. They can't appreciate the obnoxiousness over the other side of the table. <laughs> this is fear. This is fear manifest because we all know where this is going. <laughs> It was taken to round 23 last year where we oh. went head to head and it was your tips against mine and you lost. By one I out-tipped you. Goal. I outplayed you. One goal. And I won all the money I'd spent on Mason's multi back because of that. In a and you know what's coming. <laughs> We're going to do that again. Oh, it's in the post, my friend. It's in the post. I think we should have a final series. My day will come. <laughs> Your final series? Yeah, we should tip the final series. No, I'm not, no, I'm not taking the bait. You know how this ends. Yeah. If we get to round 23 and I've not won a Mason's multi, it's me versus you. I'm going to do you again, mate. This I'm going to do worst. it again. Ugh. Listen to that. He's so scared. Is it, is it still floating, the 23? Oh, no, they've settled it. But I'll tell you right now, it does not matter what time or place any of the games are. I will win, <laughs> and I will win all of my money back so we can do this stupid thing again next year. <laughs> and you thought I was obnoxious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we are an obnoxious team at Hawthorne.